joining me now is, of course, Anne Wasco, because it's time for Beef Market Update. Welcome here, Anne. Hi, Lindsay. We missed last week. I, I hear you guys were kind of busy at outdoor program yeah, farm, yeah, farm show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm going to apologize on behalf of Sean that uh, when, when it comes to you know the outdoor farm show, it's we forget about cows for just a little bit. That, that's yeah. okay. It's fine. That's okay. We'll remedy that now, though, because of course the, there's actually quite a bit going on. So why don't we start uh, on the cash market side? What it, it's not great well, news. It's it's not great, and maybe that's why we forgot. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, uh, markets markets are kind of um, struggling for for a few reasons. I mean, usually at this time of year is often when we're making our annual low, anyway. So it's uh, that's kind of what's you know overarching all of it. But of course, um, and we've talked about this the last couple of times with Sean in terms of the disruption from the the plant fire. But let's start with. Um, where the markets were at the end of last week, we haven't seen any new trade yet this week, but right around that 99 to a dollar US. Um, so uh, steady to a buck lower in the south. It continues to lose money, you know, since uh, over the last uh, six weeks, pretty much. Uh, the cutouts so watching the wholesale prices, you know, if, remember right after the, the Kansas plant fire, the, mm-hmm. the cutout shot up high. Um, but now it's backing off. Last week, it was off close to $10 from the previous week. So we're starting to see those levels still come come back uh, down seasonally, but they're still way over a year ago, again, still due to the disruption or the perceived disruption on supplies. Right. Now, locally, if, if this was just a U.S. story, I guess that's where it would end, but um, continue to see price pressure on, on local Western Canadian and Eastern Canadian markets as well. So here in Western Canada, we saw our fat cattle prices drop three to four dollars uh, last week over the previous week. So that brings our Alberta Fed steer average down into that 136 and a half area. Mm-hmm. That's well off break-evens if you if you weren't hedged or insured or or um, forward contracted. Uh, 226, 229 delivered on the rail. Now. As for for as tough as that sounds, you know, we traded early summer all around that 160 level. For as tough as that sounds, it's still a positive $5 base to the U.S. So we're still trading above the U.S. Um, So, you know, bad news is in that that kind of vein is that we could still lose some more money and not be out of line with the U.S. market. So I I think, you know, just looking at the um, kind of the reason for this extra pressure, if you will, uh, around this plant fire in Kansas, we did get a little more information from Tyson um, over the past um, few days in terms of uh, what's what's going on in as they you know kind of rebuild and mm-hmm. plan to uh, the harvest floor kind of re- re- look for their new dates. And the market was looking for that. The market was looking for some some information. I mean, markets don't work well and they're not sure what's going to happen. So at least we've got that kind of out there. Tyson has said early January. Um, And and they are utilizing the fab side there, but it's, you know, certainly it's the kill side that's been the problem. Now, cattle are getting shipped elsewhere. Um, We've been seeing all the other plants uh, running, you know, whether it's uh, extra um, shifts or Saturday kills. Uh, We've had more Saturday kills since this happened than we've ever seen. So, um, but it's everybody's wondering how long can that last? How long can we keep running, 
you know, six-day kills, uh, you know, making up for this additional slaughter, moving cattle around. I mean, transportation costs money, all that kind of stuff. So yeah. um, we'll, we'll, we'll see, but that's kind of what's still kind of hanging over the market. Mm-hmm. But we do have at least some indication of a date, at least, yeah, that we should exactly, return to some exactly. sort of normalcy. I don't know if I can use the word normal. Um, yeah. <laughs> but at least, but as you said, I mean, markets like to know these things, right? So we can plan yeah, for them. Exactly. Uh, let's move on to uh, live cattle futures. Well, kind of interesting there, you know, last week, I think when you look backwards, um, as an analyst, it's always great to look backwards mm-hmm. and say, see, I told you so. But <laughs> anyways, it was, it does look like live cattle futures in, in the U.S. certainly signaled a bottom last week. Now, that's mm-hmm. nothing's for sure in this day and age of new news every day from somewhere in the world, right? Mm-hmm. But at this point in time, it looks like that. It kind of, you know, the October um kind of got down into that 94 cent area and it's kind of crawled back up to 98 us and um you know kind of trading more flat here so far uh this week so that's that's kind of good now so i think it's a good reminder though is it doesn't necessarily mean the cash is going to follow suit we still right. got lots of cattle to get through here in september and october um but at least the market's feeling better about maybe it's gone as low as it needs to go um, given this this news around the fire, right? Okay, so it is sort of making its way through through prices through markets. I have to tell you, Anne. Every time we have this conversation, I just want to start barbecuing. Anyway, it just <laughs> I, I really good. do, right? Response. I just I I do love some red meat. Um, of course, we can't talk, you know, just cattle. We've got to bring in some significant other proteins that that do have an impact on the cattle markets. Uh, where are we at with lean hog features? Because of course, that has been playing in this summer quite a bit into protein prices. Oh, yeah, for sure. And especially with the uh, U.S.-China trade war going on, that, you know, it was really the, the tariff levels on pork got up to 72%. Um, so some hinting late last week in terms of uh, the Chinese, of course, um, talking about maybe making some, uh, um, some amends for, you know, pork and soybeans and a few other agricultural products. So we'll see uh, what comes of that. The market liked that kind of talk. And so you just saw this December lean hog futures go from 58 to 68 uh, U.S. Uh, through the week. So again, we'll see how that progresses. I do think the underlying direction from that is coming from the fact that Chinese uh, hog prices have moved drastically higher, as mm-hmm. we were expecting because of African swine fever. Mm-hmm. Um, but finally, those those prices are moving and uh, that means that, uh, you know, now North American pork, and in this case, you know, U.S. pork is certainly um, competitively priced and would, would work well into that market um, for sure. And, and even though we're not talking about Canadian beef or Canadian pork, you know, anything that lifts the U.S. protein price is going to certainly help Canadian prices. So that news is, um, is good. The other side of it, of course, we, we know, and we've talked about this for a while, there is a lot of U.S. pork, uh, yeah. especially through the next few months in the U.S. So any kind of reprieve there, um, time will tell. You know, this, this U.S.-China thing has been a moving target for a while now. But um, if we've got some true movement in terms of uh, at least um, the likelihood of better business, who knows what the tariff levels would be, right. but some better business, that's going to only help the market. Right. Yeah, and I guess that was my question is it's 
it's my understanding that there is a lot of pork in the pop in the pipeline and and you know hogs are one of those things that's quite interesting because of course they can multiply so quickly compared to cattle right that 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 market can react like that and there was that anticipation that you know pork would start moving again and so there definitely is uh supply there so um definitely would be good to see to see those to see some movement and uh prices along with it now uh hey we are september we are into the, we're going to head into the fall run. Take us through feeder cattle uh, sales volumes. What's going on there? Well, certainly starting to pick up. Here we are at the middle of September, and um, certainly the grass cattle sales uh, uh, got going kind of a little bit later in August, but certainly we've seen prices and, and volumes moving along here pretty steadily, especially on the video and internet sales for some pre, pre-forward selling. Um but the, you know the price levels are averaging oh anywhere from ten to thirteen dollars a hundred lower than say the same sell a year ago. So, but it seems to be you know the market's kind of setting itself up um, with that in mind. You know the market's also looking at lower um, finished cattle prices into 2020. So that's kind of setting the the stage for these feeder cattle prices as we go through the fall run. So volumes are picking up. Um, you're seeing a lot more on the calf side. We had some big video sales last week in Western Canada. Um, lots of calves sold for, for Septoc milk delivery. So, um, and again, running in that same kind of 10 to $13 lower than what they would have traded at last year. All right. And so, and where are sort of, uh, you know, definitely with the drought this year, there was a lot of talk of, you know, pasture capacity. Um, but of course, then we've also got to talk about, you know, hay stores and, and what we've got for winter. But then of course, feed prices too. So on the sort of cow-calf side and backgrounder side and in through to the feeder side, where is sort of feed availability and feed costs, how are we seeing that play out as well? Yeah, well, let's start at the feedlot side, um, which is, you know, what, what's going to play into where these calves trade at. We're certainly seeing uh, barley prices in Western Canada come down as we get into harvest. And so we've, uh, for the first time in a long time, we've got uh, kind of the equivalent barley price uh, getting a whole bunch closer to that U.S. corn price whereas we haven't seen that for the last few years. We've mm-hmm. had U.S. corn moving north to, to be fed in, in Western Canada. So that doesn't look like it'll be the case this year. Um, it looks like, you know, from a, from a barley perspective, especially in the areas that produce a lot of barley in Western Canada, yields are coming off pretty good and, um, and, and bumper in some areas. So we are seeing those prices drop down. So that's good support for feeder cattle and calf prices going forward as far as that feedlot cost to gain. Mm-hmm. And the other supporting factor, well, we're just talking about feedlots of course remember there's more capacity coming on stream with some of the you know feedlots that had been closed previously have been purchased and are going to be reopened uh, as we head into the fall so those two things I think are supportive to the calf price but as you as you talk you know through the rest of the the components of the sectors in terms of, of feed cost forage cost forage availability all those things you know it's certainly more sketchy uh, depending on where you are in the country, um, some areas certainly got good moisture later on, so maybe didn't have a great hay crop, but the green feed crop or silage crops were good. So, but then again, you know, you can speak to your area, Lindsay, that that's been you know pretty pretty short, and I'm certainly yeah. not up on what's going on in Ontario. So, it's I guess the bottom line is there's lots of variability across the country, but. Um, there are lots of areas that are short. Yeah, yeah, and I, w- I would say it, here in the Ottawa Valley, we were um, fortunate, uh, but then, of course, we did hit a dry skid as well. So I don't think that uh, I've spoken to a few, and most of us who are livestock producers would say we're okay. Most of us are probably not comfortable 
where we are. I don't think anybody's got extra feed. Uh, And of course, this corn crop is a long way from being done. And there is, you know, pretty big feed demand within the province. And there's definitely some discussion on whether or not uh, corn will actually mature. So there's and there there is there's a need for it. So we, we will see. It's going to be an interesting month. Let's put it that way. We'll yeah, know, we'll uh, know uh, better inter- in a few weeks. Uh, re- yeah, I was going to say interesting harvest ahead for, for everybody. Everything's late for sure. Yeah, exactly. Okay, and we are all at a time for this week's Beef Market Update. That is Anne Wasco with Gateway Livestock. Thanks so much. This has been so much fun. Let's do it again in a few weeks. Okay, have a great day. <laughs> all right, you too.